Hello, welcome, bonjour and bonjour now. Today is the day that you're going to hear us talk about Geek Sweat, where we do news, reviews and film reviews for your entertainment and our pleasure. Welcome to Geek Sweat, where you're now listening to Akosh Both. Hello. Our other host or co-host, Dominic Stinton. Ciao. And myself, uh, Trevor Jones. You are being controlled in the seductive, selective, and salacious ways of MKH Inc. Aloha. And today, we are talking trailer trash. Calm down after that intro. <laughs> Salacious ways. Yeah, I'm always um, feeling very sassy when I'm around MKH. You are on his side of the table. Exactly, and I'm getting, <laughs> and I feel I'm getting closer just by uh, talking into this microphone with him. Actually, you are. We're we're all connected to you. Yeah, yeah. we feel connected. How am, how am I sounding to you? You're sounding great. What I was gonna say, yeah. I sent you. Um, uh, a, a video of my stand-up and you never gave me any feedback on it. Did you even watch it? I am waiting for a personal what? intimate moment I, to I watch that. I love how you're bringing this up now. You know, yeah. that is the, <laughs> like, the passive-aggressive way to do it, isn't no, it? No, since the spotlight's on me, I thought, like, what the hell's happening? I had, no, because the thing is, I consume your Instagram content, so I'm always following you on at MKH Inc on Instagram, so I'm seeing your video posts there all so the should time. I put the stand up on there in minute spurts or something? I you think can... you should because um, I think people need to see who you are and what you're about, and you do it with your other podcast hashtag the unemployed artist. So I think yeah, you should um, definitely compartmentalize your work and give people like one joke at a time. But I think you are a great social media distributor of your content. I'm. I'm very sloppy when it comes to doing it. I give out my stuff like food bank vouchers. Like you have to go through a process to see my content online. Whereas you give it away freely. So it's like a thing where if people see what you're doing, they see what's going on. But yeah, for me, I think I want to see the real thing in its whole package. But I will steal your content and watch it if you want me to do that. No, I sent it to you in your WhatsApp. Yeah, yeah, I will watch it on a WhatsApp, but I, I want to watch it as a lead into one of your next gigs. Oh, okay. Now I'm working on my next gig, actually. I'm getting back into the performance mode. How long will that be? I'm, I'm going to do it within the next couple of weeks. So next okay. Sunday, I've got a little rehearsal, yeah. and I'm going to try and find some gigs after that. But yeah, I'm getting that bone, So basically, that, that muscle I need to kind of watch what you're doing in the next uh, week or so, and then jump in, and then I'm in your audience. Precisely. That's cool. But uh, so, sorry to, to to ambush you with all of that. Um, those no, that's good because I, I think I clever, na- cleverly navigated my way there from a social faux pas. <laughs> <laughs> no one noticed. You totally no styled that out. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so we're talking trailers. What's the first trailer on the docket? Um, do you know what? I want to talk about some trailers that are slightly controversial, slightly new. and uh, But this is from somebody who's slightly old school who hasn't been on the scene for a while. Uh, believe it or not, Spike Lee is back in town and he has brought on uh, Kylo Ren 
who from the uh, Star Wars franchise in the name of I can't remember this guy's name what Adam the Cardo Red Actor yeah Adam Driver Adam Driver in a kind of a lead role in a new film uh, which will hopefully be released in 2018 called Black Klansman so I'm just going to put it out there on the play trailer and people can tell me what you think as you're watching it That's uh, Black Klansman, and that's coming out on the 10th of August, um, perhaps in the UK and America. And Spike Lee film has been um, off, the, off the radar for a little while. Uh, I think one of his last film projects was The Sweet Blood of Jesus, which was uh, kind of got him into the news because he needed to have a crowdfunder to get the money to make that film because a lot of people weren't backing Spike Lee projects in the last like five or six years. I, I, I thought his Spike last Lee film... Spike Lee joined. His last film was... I thought it was Chirac. Um, I it think... It was, yeah. It was, oh. That was, okay, no, that was another misstep. Okay. His, his so maybe... Um, I, 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 I saw... I, I didn't see it in its entirety, but I saw bits of it. Did, what did, did you see? I, I didn't see it. I just, you know, read about the premise, which sounded incredibly ballsy. Like yeah. Lots of his best yeah, films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think um, going off the the chatter, yeah, um, yeah, that was kind of a misstep for yeah. him. But um, yeah, no, I'm sure it was it was it was Chirac. It was his film, his okay. last film before this. So it's good to see him back. Um, yeah. I, I, 
But we get, I mean, let's get this straight. I think there's one issue on the table, the, the elephant in the room. Are we getting, uh, are we getting, um, oh, wait, 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 he directed the uh, Rodney King things. I don't know why is this actually. It's a drama. Straight things. to TV by the sound and, of it. And uh, have a Passover. Uh, this there was the um, other drama, uh, 2018, and this this film is the same years. Okay. Same year. Yeah. So he's always been really prolific, but like the reception to his projects has fluctuated over the years mm. i mean the thing is it's almost like the there's this almost like uh how do you say eminem do we like the eminem from actually sweet blood jesus who's actually 2014 so i do apologize but there's it's almost like the eminem people prefer the eminem when he was on drugs and out of his face as opposed to the sober eminem and there's this kind of thing with spike lee where i think for me uh, he kind of may have lost his way a little bit after 25th hour um, and he wasn't making the same types of films that people were expecting of him I mean Inside but Man Inside you Man could, was very good Inside okay Inside Man we'll go for that one um, Old Boy <laughs> yeah okay so so basically we're saying Old Spike Boy Lee was a very unnecessary film, film for me okay so we're saying is it, does Black Klansman look like Spike Lee before Inside Man or does it like Spike Lee after Inside Man has he gone back to his roots here before yeah definitely before I mean I've, I'm quite interested in this kind of uh, premise of what Black Klansman is because uh, looking at the uh, TV fil the film um, Donnie Brasco and um, what was that one with uh, Johnny Depp that's where, Donnie Brasco blow. no no blow. there's another one sorry there's another one with Johnny Depp where he blow out, uh, blow, uh, blows. Uh. He, well, he plays that gangster, yeah. He plays blow out. Ah, blow out was a good one, but um. So he plays that gangster. That, that. Did, yeah, it was a black something. Black, black something. mass. Yeah, black yeah, mass. mass. That was good though. Yeah. I enjoyed that. And um, I, I think now that these um in America, I think there's this kind of thing about data protection where the FBI can suddenly like release information after. 25 or 50 years I think that's why we're hearing about the facts of the Kennedy assassination and I think we're getting to be in this interesting period now we're going to be hearing about the factual information about how the FBI operated for real and there's probably going to be quite a few ridiculous stories because this is basically telling us there was a black man pretending to be a white man on the phone to join the Ku Klux Klan so that a Jewish man can then infiltrate the Ku Klux Klan and bring down the ringleader. I mean, that almost sounds too comical to be true. Well, you say <laughs> that. Um, I. What I find is when people, <laughs> when when too many odd things get thrown in one pot, I think it kind of tips the scales. But I trust that Spike Lee will be able to thread it together that it becomes plausible in a film setting it's just like if, if someone told you that Quentin Tarantino was going to make a film about a freed slave that then went on to be a bounty hunter and slaughter a house full of people including Leonardo DiCaprio mm. if you saw that synopsis you say get the fuck out of here that, yeah. that is crazy but once you saw the film in its entirety it 
it was a logical conclusion it would get to that point but that you, it almost sounds i mean even saying it, it does sound like who's directing this quentin tarantino that would be the i think quentin tarantino is the only director who could have made django unchained well quentin tarantino i whether he admits it or not has <laughs> been influenced by spike lee mm. in some ways it's just that now that Quentin Tarantino had the momentum. Yeah. I think the fact that he was so close to um, Harvey Weinstein's kind of dulled his, like, his, his star a bit. Yeah. But he, 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 he basically comes from the family tree of, yeah. of Spike Lee. I mean, the thing, the thing that I find interesting about Spike Lee and uh, the, the Spike Lee, uh, Quentin Tarantino dichotomy or axis is Spike Lee was very against the use of the N-word in films and he didn't like the way Quentin Tarantino brought it back in, which hmm. he literally did in a kind of Pulp Fiction, almost comical way to make it almost mainstream and acceptable again. Yeah. But um, if you really look at the trajectory of what Spike Lee was doing with Do the Right Thing and uh, some of his earlier films, it was Girl 6 and uh, Mo Better Blues, he... I get the feeling, and I'm hoping I'm not being blasphemous here, but Spike Lee should have been making the films that Quentin Tarantino was actually making when Quentin Tarantino came on the scene. Yeah, I know, exactly. And I, I just feel that maybe that behemoth of the Harvey Weinstein Miramax juggernaut yeah, it, may, may have overshadowed definitely. Um, what uh, Spike Lee was trying to do. But the fact of the matter is, Spike Lee's his own independent director, Tarantino's own independent director. I love both of their movies. But um, yeah, Spike Lee kind of just kind of got knocked aside a little bit. Not to say he deserved the mantle, but it feels like the only way he could have come back is it to continue making the films in the spot, what felt to me at the time was the Spike Lee. And, and then you look at what happened with Spike Lee in terms of him falling out with all of the black movie stars that he, he basically gave a chance and a shot to. Like Denzel Washington and Wesley Snipes. Yeah, all of them. Samuel Jackson. Yeah. They're all saying they will never work with Spike Samuel Lee again. Samuel Jackson falls out with everyone, so... You know, so, so what... To Tarantino, ironically. So, yeah, so, so why, do you, why do you think people fill out with Spike Lee? I think... Um, it, it, it's really weird, especially in America, so you will have... Um, normal working class black Americans say they would never um, purchase or subscribe to title because they don't want to give <laughs> Jay-Z and Beyonce any more money but they will happily throw away their money to Apple and stuff like that it's, I don't know what it is about um, the lack of support for black entrepreneurship in America mm. is and I think the fact that um, Spike Lee was very forthright. He was unapologetically black. Yeah. And he, he made sure everyone knew about it. I think that rubbed people up the wrong way. Um, but it, I don't know. Only they would be able to tell why exactly they, they don't like Spike Lee. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't understand the Spike Lee fall from grace. Um, I don't. Has I never really been looked a fall into from grace? I, I mean, I think if you look at. For me, I think if you look at the... Um, I mean, just going back to his IMDb page again, it's, it's got to be mentioned because a lot of people probably don't know about Spike. I think we're getting off the topic of the Black Panther. But um, just to kind of bring it back, I think if you look at Spike Lee and you look at how he came onto the scene, I'm going to name five films which I think were... It, these would be career-making films for a lot of other people. So I think... Um, 
you've got to say uh, do the right thing Mo Better Blues Jungle Fever Malcolm X isn't that like a streak of four films in a row yeah so basically all of his films up to that point were like events yeah yeah and the thing is and then he had a little bit of break but he came back with Girl 6 and I'm not sure is it and he got game and I'm, I'm not sure if the issue is okay maybe the writing dried up or whatever but well, I the think guy... after like Malcolm X was a massive studio picture and I think yeah. after that he wanted to do more independent stuff yeah and he did make films that were more like quote unquote confrontational like Girl yeah. 6 and yeah. all the other stuff he's subsequently done yeah I mean maybe it's hard to be an anarchist in Hollywood that probably was the Achilles heel you know I would say I would say Crooklyn is an amazing yeah. film that's got like a really hallucinogenic atmosphere and okay. really good performance from Harvey Keitel and cool amazing okay. cinematography that's one in the filmography to seek out if you haven't seen it I don't know why we went off the topic with Black Klansman but I'm just going to say Black Klansman it looks hardcore it looks raw it looks interesting and the type of thing that I want to see in my life how about you Akosh yeah, absolutely. I'm, I, I would like to see. I, actually, I, I like uh, Spike Lee movies, uh, the old ones. Uh, actually, for me, it was a big turn. The uh, the girl six. Yeah. And after after that, this, uh, his movie is not so good for me. I mean, the Twenty Four Hours and the and the Instrument was good, but uh, the girls after the girl six. Okay, I think we talked about this enough. But Black Klansman. Watch it at the cinema, wait till it comes out on the internet, or give it a miss. I'll definitely see it at the cinema. Also, a word for Adam Driver, who's probably my favourite new actor, yeah. or new-ish actor right yeah. now. So yeah. it's, a, it's a win for me, it's a home run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm, I'm not really understanding this uh, uh, Adam Driver thing. So. You, don't, you don't get it. You, have you seen him as Kylo? Um, I, I find yeah, him very that, sexual. When when he was in a Star Wars movie, when he take off the helmet, the yeah. audience started laughing. Yeah. Because really? Yeah. Do you know? I I think he, he was. Just, I, I think he, I, I think, think he's, he's not absolutely not a good actor. You need to see yeah, Adam. I don't why everybody putting in his. In the I think you need to see Adam Driver as Kylo Ren on Saturday Night Live when he's doing. Um, the uh, was it the the, the secret bosses yeah, undercover bosses undercover. That, that, that that was funny yeah. at least could poke fun at himself um, but for Black Klansman Spike Lee joint cinema internet or give it a miss uh, I, I, I think I'm gonna go to the cinema yeah and yourself definitely seen the cinema okay so that's Black Klansman I'd expect it to be a certificate out soon on the tenth of August. Uh, you can watch it in your local cinemas. Um, we are going to. Okay, do you want to? We'll have to. Should we do a really quick review, or yeah. should we kick out? Okay, we're going to do a quick one on something called "Sorry to Bother You," and I think this is a, another pay attention movie. It's Spike Lee Light. Oh, man. 
what do we think of that, guys? I love the I love the look of that. What do we think? And I want to see it now. The um, I mean, going back to uh, Black Klansman, that was kind of like a uh, a film that reminded me of um, something called Inherent Vice by uh, I think Paul Thomas Anderson. But the um, sorry to bother you, it kind of reminded me of um, uh, what was that geeky one that came out where Pharrell was the producer. Um, he had like the black kid, free a black guy, an Asian kid, and a lesbian girl, and they dope. Oh, I didn't see that, but yeah, I was, I was recommended I should see that. I haven't seen that yet. Yeah, so I, I just felt like this is like the new wave American hipster film, which kind of it sits somewhere between Tangerine and Dope, where it's tackling social issues, but it's also giving us a very bright, hyper, fluorescent view of America. What do you guys think? It looks good i hope it follows through on the promise of the trailer it's definitely got this kind of like indie energy and aesthetic going on mm. and um you know some big actors loving it in there like tessa thompson who's already been in a marvel film and she's been in creed and she's doing like some indie style slumming it way out there stuff which looks pretty cool and I think we've got a guest appearance there from um, Army Hammer. Yeah, yeah, I saw um, him in there. One of our top um, up-and-coming emerging actors. We've got Lakeith Stanfield yeah, from Atlanta. Yeah, um, the main character, who looks really good in that. I mean, and, he looks like he's pushing it to the max. And um, there seems to be this element where it's like, if you get Terry Crews and David Cross, uh, Terry Crews obviously being from, uh, uh, what was that show? Uh, Everybody Hates Chris. Chris. And David Cross, who's probably slightly even more famous from being in... I'm trying to think if he was actually in Arrested Development. But, um, I mean, those two powerhouses side by side, you're going to think this has got to be a really good comedy. It's got to be at standard. You know? So, I mean, for me, I'm just looking at the trailer and I wasn't blinded by the lights at all. I think, for me, that's a must-see at the cinema. Must-see at the cinema for me as well. Akash? Um, I don't know, I'm... I don't think so. <laughs> I'm not really. So you would give it a miss. Yeah. Okay. And Dom, how about yourself? I'm gonna give it a shot. Okay. So that is. Uh, we're gonna go free. Uh, watch it at the cinemas, and that is for the film. Sorry to bother you, which is released in the UK, uh, imminently. Is it coming to the UK? Because sometimes they get these releases. They don't even make it to the UK. Do you know what? I'm actually hopeful for this, but um, let's steal from the internet. Well, 6th of July, it's, it's getting released in America. Okay, let's see how long we have to wait behind the Americans to kind of yeah. find out when this is going to touch down. Depends if it's on limited yeah, release, though, isn't it? already 6.9, um, Well, I think it's marked down, but it could be, for me, I think it's going to be a bit harsh. But uh, I think it's going to be whether people want those in-jokes in their storyline. But uh, where are these... But it's in, in, in this, this, it, IMDb said it's comedy, fantasy, sci-fi. Yeah. So it's like apparently set in the near future where yeah, because commercialism has become even future. more rampant than it yeah. is now. Mm. So that's the sci-fi element. And then the comedy and the fantasy, they're like fantasy sequences, as I understand it. 
Aha. Uh -huh. Okay, so we have got a problem with this film if you want to go and watch it. It has been in the Sundance Film Festival in January, the South by Southwest Film Festival in March, and the San Francisco International Film Festival in April, and the Seattle International Film Festival in June. Uh, so that kind of tells me somebody hasn't actually picked up the rights to distribute this worldwide as yet. So it'll only have an American release date for the foreseeable future. And that release date is on the 6th of July. So we have to do, hope it does well in the cinema. Pirate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can hear those keyboards clicking away now. Uh, Google searching uh, for the film title plus uh, Pirate, Pirate Bay. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, we hope it doesn't get pirated before it gets a chance to be on our cinema screens, but sorry to bother you. Uh, we look forward to seeing it soon. Uh, thank you for doing the reviews, guys. You've been listening to uh, the amazing Akash Balf. My guys. The dastardly Dominic Stinton. Goodbye. And the malevolent Malachi Howe. Goodbye. I've been the torrential Trevor Jones, and you've been listening to Geeksweat. If you'd like to know more about this project... Find a way to get yourself on the internet and hashtag GWEKSWEAT. That's hashtag GWEKSWEAT, and you should be able to find us for your audio podcast needs. We look forward to having you listen to us again soon. Ciao for now. Mm -hmm.